Hello, Bettys. Welcome to the show. Before we get to our guest today, I just wanted to let you know that we have such an epic list of guests coming up in March. We are talking about menopause. We're talking about autoimmunity. We're talking about muscle building. We're talking about recovery practices. And I don't want you to miss any of it. Even if you are listening to the podcast, you may not necessarily be subscribed. So you're going to have to manually go into your podcast app and press play. I would love for you to hit that subscribe button so that you are getting the podcast as they are released. It's going to make me oh so happy to know that you are a subscriber of the pod. You are officially a Betty in the Bettyverse. And of course, you are never going to miss an episode and be the first to know when it drops. Thank you so much. Hey, Betties. Welcome to the Better Podcast. It's your host, Dr. Stephanie. It is geeky magic time where I step away from the interviews and just talk to you. It's just going to be me and you today. And these episodes, I'm going to bring you personal insights, frequently asked questions, topic du jour in a more condensed, quick, and actionable way. I go hard on the geek, wrap it up with sprinkles and magic for you to do and be better. Hey, Bettys, I wanted to come back here and talk about how we can cultivate immunity with us. So last week we talked about kids' immunity and talked about things like getting dirty and uh, lots of fun things for the kids to develop a robust, strong, intelligent, and working immune system. And this week I want to switch the focus to us. I am a huge fan of the BioOptimizers Magnesium Breakthrough. It has seven forms of magnesium, which is going to help to transform your stress and your performance and your recovery and your sleep to the next level. I'm often asked like, well, what are the types of magnesium we should be looking for? So there's magnesium chelate and citrate and bisglycinate and malate, sucrosomial, taurate and orotate. They have various effects on the body. Bisglycinate, probably the most bioavailable and most absorbable. Malate, it's found naturally in fruits, helps with migraines. Chronic pain has been shown to help improve depression. Magnesium citrate uh, helps with arterial stiffness. It helps with maintaining a healthy weight. Magnesium chelate is important for muscle building, recovery and health, the list goes on and on. You're basically getting them all in one supplement. Each supplement itself is 500 milligrams of magnesium, which I feel is such a a great dosage as a great baseline for most women. I have found a beautiful medium of actually cycling my magnesium. So I actually will take one or two of these. So I'm either getting 500 milligrams or up to a gram of magnesium, depending on where I am in my cycle. So head on over to biooptimizers.com forward slash better and use code better for 10% off of any order, but make sure that the magnesium breakthrough is in your cart. Don't be fooled by the frigid temperatures. Keeping hydrated in the wintertime is super important. In colder temperatures, we sweat more due to a higher metabolic demand of trying to maintain a core body temperature. We lose more fluids and electrolytes through our urine. We lose more water through respiration and just general breathing. And our skin dries out in the wintertime as well. We are a ski family, and over this winter, we have been using Elementee's Chocolate Medley. The chocolate chai is absolutely incredible with some boiling water, a splash of milk. And my kids love the chocolate mint with some hot water. 
This is our apreski. We cozy up with Element Hot After Hours on our cross-country trails. Now, for a limited time, you too can get the Element Tea chocolate medley and enjoy them hot as I have been doing with this exclusive insider bundle for you. When you buy three boxes of any flavor, it doesn't have to be the chocolate, it can be any of the flavors that they offer, you are going to get the fourth box free. If you head over to drinkelement.com forward slash Dr. Estima, you'll see that exclusive offer at the bottom of the page. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A. And tell me which of the chocolate, Melody, you love the best. This has been an incredibly difficult year for many reasons. And I think that our health has never been more of a focus in 2020 than I think uh, it has been in, in at least recent years that I can remember. So I want to talk about how we can begin to naturally improve our own levels of immunity as adults and how we can continue that irrespective of the Rona, irrespective of what happens with this virus, because the more resilient that we are, from a cellular level, if we can start to build out cellular architecture that is strong, built on a solid foundation with some solid principles that we're going to talk about today, then the better off you are, not only for this particular pandemic, but for the rest of your days on this planet. So let's talk a little bit about that. So typically, if you go to Dr. Google, who is not a doctor, um, like many other political figures that we see today. Uh, the standard advice on immunity, if you go to Dr. Google, is going to be something like take oodles and oodles of vitamin C. Uh, I've recently seen the dietitians um, group, uh, the Canadian Dietitians Association say that diet doesn't affect uh, your immune system, um, which we're going to talk about. And I say that, I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but come on. Um, and then they'll you'll also see things like you know, lots of bed rest, make sure you don't exercise, cover up and stay warm. You know, there's this old school thinking, like if you're underdressed, somehow you're going to catch a cold. And I'm using air quotes. If you can't uh, see me, you'll catch a cold. So please avoid any type of cold exposure. And of course, my favorite, here's some antibiotics, even though we have no idea if it's uh, a viral infection or bacterial, but just, just in case, maybe it'll make you feel better. So, um, I wanted to do this episode because I think that there is uh, just such hubris in this oversimplifying of the immune system. The immune system is very complex. There are multiple components, multiple systems that make up the immune system. And we talked a little bit about them last week, and I'll do a quick review here for you just to, in case you missed last week's, please go back and download it if you have little kidlets that you want to help with their immune system. But generally, when we're, when we're thinking about some of the systems that make up our immunity. We want to be thinking about our respiratory system, which has been a particular fo focus this year. So the mouth, the larynx, pharynx, uh, the trachea, of course, the lungs, the lymphatics, right? Your lymphatic system, which is, is also poorly understood, I have found, by the general public. So this is basically a network of organs, nodes, vessels. They basically push the lymph 
uh, through the body. And the way that you want to think about the lymphatics, this is the second circulatory system of the body. So the one that we all know is the blood, right? Is the cardiovascular system where we are, there's a network of arteries and veins that are bringing oxygenated or deoxygenated blood and that's, circul- that's circulating in the body. Lymph is also a circulatory system. And I like to think of the lymph as like the drains or the pipes in your home, right? So if your drains or your pipes, and we don't typically see them, um, but if they get backed up or they get clogged, then you are going to be getting an accumulation of toxins and other waste in your living area that you don't necessarily want. So we want to always be making sure that our drains or the lymph, right, is is nice and clear. So this is the um, uh, lymph is composed of white blood cells, aptly called lymphocytes, uh, which fight off infection. And of course, that's where we flush and we fin- we filter um, toxins and like other waste out of the body. And in the brain, we have something called the glymphatic system. So that is, um, we've talked about this with Dr. Dale Bredesen uh, in a couple of podcasts that he's been on the show, but the glymph, the glymphatic system cleans out the gunk or the, you know, the crud in the brain, if you will. And the lymphatic system cleans out the crud in the body. <laughs> um, and now hopefully you'll never, never forget it because I've used the word crud um, more than I think is necessary. So moving on, um, talking about the lymphocytes themselves, these white blood cells, we can divide them into two main categories. One is the T cells and they derive their name from where they originate, which is the thymus. So T cells. Um, And then the other category would be our B cells. So T cells are the seek out and destroy. They, they, They seek out and destroy like infected cells, whether they're infected with a bacteria or virus. They also go after cancer cells as well. And there are many different uh, subcategories of T cells, but the two I just want to highlight are your killer T cells and your helper T cells. So the killer T cells are almost like the soldiers, the front lines at war. They kill the cells that are infected uh, with the invading pathogen. Um, and the the other type of T cell is the helper T cell. So if you are as obsessed with the show Money Heist as I am, uh, helper T's are like El Profesor, who is the strategy, right? They determine the strategy and what immune system response is the most appropriate and what the body needs to do for any given invading uh, pathogen. And um, I have no affiliation with the show Money Heist, but you must watch it, Betty. It is so good. So um, so that's kind of T-cells. And B-cells, obviously, they make antibodies, right? So these are the... And they've come... There's a lot of talk in the media now about different uh, therapies that help to boost up our antibodies um, that can help attack bacteria. The spleen is also part of the immune system. So that stores white blood cells, recycles old red blood cells as well. And then, of course, we have the gut. Uh, lots and lots of talk about the gut in current um, healthcare in functional medicine in a lot of the circles and a lot of the colleagues that I have uh, that where we talk about how the gut regulates inflammation, it can activate immune system as well. So something called the gut-associated lymphoid tissue or GALT for short. This is where like 60%, which is kind of a big number, you know, 60% of our immune system lives in this GALT. And um, within that, we have also mast cells, which kind of line the uh, the, epith- uh, the epithelial lining of the um, of the intestine that also helps activate um, immune function. And then last but surely not least is our skin. Um, 
she contains an estimated 20 billion with a B uh, T cells. We want to be making sure that our skin is super healthy. So as adults, when we're thinking about all these components, right, we want, when we're thinking about, okay, how can we drive up, you know, this superhero immunity, if you will, or superheroine immunity, um, couple things we want to think about is obviously how can we move our lymph, right? How can we move it through the body? How can we keep our lymphocytes elevated? How can we keep our respiratory system ready? Um, and, and maybe also limit pathogens, right? From moving through the skin and healing the gut. So let's talk about each of these in turn. So lymph, like we were saying before, the drains of the body, the second circulatory system. There are a couple of, there's a couple of favorites that I have actually. So my favorite, favorite, favorite for lymphatic flow is a rebounder. So a rebounder is like a little mini trampoline. Uh, if you go to you know an online retailer, uh, you can probably pick one up for like 70 or 80 bucks. And it is one of my favorite low impact cardio workouts. And I will say, um, I have used this as a rehabilitation tool as well. So the G forces that, uh, you generate during rebounding are, uh, sufficient enough to help the lymph, uh, circulate and to help promote the clearing of those drains, if you will. And I remember once really being thankful that I had this rebounder because I was trying to beat my partner, Giovanni, uh, in sprinting because I thought I could beat him before I knew how damn fast he was. And uh, of course, had my ass handed to me on a plate. And uh, in my in the sprint, because I was trying so hard, so hard to, to beat him, I, um, I sprained my knee. So I wasn't able to do some of my uh, lower body weight workouts and some of, you know, I like to run. So I wasn't able to do that. And the rebounder was really my, my uh, go-to cardio for, it was like six or eight weeks that I was on that rebounder and making sure that I was still, you know, there was no atrophy of the muscles because your muscles really work and helping to have a low impact uh, workout. So love the rebounder for lymph. I also really love uh, a vibration plate. So this is a little... um, this is a little bit off the beaten path, but I first learned about vibe plates, um, God, like years ago now as a chiropractic conference. Um, I forget which one it was, but I was, I was learning about uh, vibration therapy as a means for rehabilitation as well as um, uh, lymphatic drainage. So bought one for the clinic because that's what you do when you go to a conference. You get so excited for your patients. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to buy this for them and it's going to be great. Bought one for the clinic, started getting all my patients to do their rehabilitation on this vibe plate. And um, of course, you can do exercises on it as well. Like I have, I will do my rehab exercises on this vibe plate after a workout. So I'm always trying to make sure that my, um, I do some proprioception and, and uh, balance and stability stuff on it. But you can also work out on these puppies. Like you can do, I've done squats, I've done switch lunges on them. Um, they're really, really great because you're also some of the smaller muscles in and around the spine in particular are, are being activated with vibration. Uh, which is really great for proprioception, which is sort of our you know, sixth sense, if you will. It's like our unconscious um, sense. So love those two. But if those are not available to you, if you're like, okay, doc, like you've just told me these two like things that are, I don't have room for in my home or I don't feel like getting or whatever. Um, really simple is for, lymph- for your lymphatics is to sweat. 
So that can be from gardening, that could be going for a walk on a hot summer day. You can put on a weighted vest, uh, you know, give your kids a piggyback ride, uh, for, you know, sweating from exercise, from sauna if it's available to you, anything where you are releasing, right? So you are getting hot and your body is now releasing. This is another way that we can um, improve our lymphatic flow. So that's our lymph. A um, couple considerations for your respiratory system to support your respiratory system as we move into the fall and the um, uh, winter months where there te- it tends to be drier. Uh, it tends to be, uh, I notice with my kids, they tend to get more nosebleeds because the air is a bit drier, um, that kind of thing. One of the easiest things you can do to support your respiratory system is to open your windows. And I know that that sounds crazy, but indoor air is often way more gross and way more polluted than in uh, than outdoor air. Um, so opening up your windows will help bring in fresh air. It'll help clean out because there's all these like off gases, right? That you are, you can't, that your nose can't necessarily pick up. So you have like the glues from the wood and you have the paint off gassing. And if there's any other things in your home, like molds and this kind of thing, there's going to be polluted indoor air. And I remember for the longest time, my, in the winter, I would wake up so stuffed every morning. And my kids were having like nosebleeds almost every morning. Like what is going on? So I started opening the windows to see if that would make a difference. And of course, of course it did. So, and this was in the middle of the winter. I live on the East coast. I live uh, in Toronto. So, you know, we get a winter, um, but I keep the windows open. Uh, Even just a little crack makes a really big difference uh, in the winter to help keep the air fresh in the bedroom as you're sleeping. And I generally keep windows open all year round. Um, So that is one easy way. And of course, we've all been stuck. We're all more indoors now, right? And um, it is really, really important now more than ever to make sure that your indoor air quality is good. So opening up your windows for your respiratory system. The other thing, and I talked about this last week, is essential oils. So I like to, I diffuse these all year round, but again, in particular, as we're moving into the fall, these are going to become more of a a regular ritual for me, but I love to use eucalyptus essential oils. I diffuse that usually in the bedroom uh, overnight, or I use lavender. It's a there's so many benefits to lavender, but anti-anxiety helps with a deeper, helps with rest. Uh, cinnamon, I also use quite a bit of in the winter months. And um, there's a there's a, a particular uh, blend, and I will put this in the links, in the show note, I'll put a link to it. It's by my favorite essential oil company. It's called Living Libations. That's the company. I am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery, heart health, and overall aging well. I personally decided on an infrared sauna from Sunlighten because of the range of far wavelengths and near infrared wavelengths that it offers. Saunas help with detoxification and rejuvenation to rid your body of toxins. It helps with heart health by improving circulation, reducing blood pressure, and helping keep the arteries supple. It helps with muscle recovery by easing the tension and soreness to recover faster, and of course, stress reduction. With the warmth and the relaxation of sitting in a sauna, it's crucial for hormonal balance and achieving a state of well-being necessary for a strong physique 
and a strong mind. If you visit sunlighten.com slash better and use code better to get a discount. That is sunlighten, S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N.com slash B-E-T-T-E-R and use code better at checkout. And this blend is called Illum Classic Camphorous. So very colorful um, um, description, but in it there is uh, thyme, rosemary, eucalyptus, oregano, and a couple of other things, uh, hyssop and ra- ravensara. I, I can't, I'm, I'm completely botching these names, but I have found these to be incredibly useful to these oil blends to diffuse overnight. And in particular, I love like my two favorite ones, I'm going to be honest here, eucalyptus and cinnamon, because not, I just love their scent. Um, but there's also a, a robust amount of research around limiting, uh, you know, the bacteria related to respiratory illnesses, including things like influenza and pneumonia and staph and adenoviruses. So um, eucalyptus and, and cinnamon essential oils are ones that I diffuse in the house. And now where we see more mask wearing, I will drop a few. So I have a spray bottle. I'll put water in there and drop a few uh, drops of uh, eucalyptus or cinnamon and spray, like I'll douse the mask when I'm going out. And uh, that also helps with um, just sort of coating the respiratory tract when you are out in public. So those would be sort of my two best uh, suggestions right now as we're building up, as we're trying to build up our respiratory support. When we think about the microbiome uh, or the gut, I also want to be thinking about the oral microbiome as well. And as we are really finding out we can do all the things for the gut microbiome, right? We can eat the fermented foods and we can reduce inflammation and all these things. But if we ignore our teeth and we ignore our mouth, then you just keep reinfecting uh, yourself and you're in this sort of vicious circle. And I had a, there's a podcast coming out uh, in a couple of weeks with uh, Nadine Artemis. She's the founder of Living Libations, the essential oil company I was mentioning. And all we talked about was oral care. All we talked about was how to alkalize, alkalize the mouth. Um, and I have completely overhauled my oral care ritual. So I have thrown out all the traditional toothpaste in my house and my kids and I, we either brush with baking soda or I have this awesome frankincense essential oil, neem and baking soda, uh, soda mashup that I love um, from Living Libations, which I'll put, I'll put a link if you want to check it out. But honestly, all you need is baking soda. Like it's cheap and effective, non-abrasive, uh, alkalizes the mouth. And honestly, like your mouth feels so clean. Like I can't, like you have to try it and tell me it's like the best thing I've ever done for my mouth. So um, working on your oral microbiome, uh, for the gut microbiome, of course, we want to be thinking about, I, we were talking a little bit about this last week, but I, um, ha- we consume a lot of bone broth in my family. Um, and we talked a little bit about why that is last week, but as a quick summary, the um, glycosaminoglycans or the GAGs, GAGs for short, these 
will gobble up uh, some of the things like glycine and uh, other um, nutrients in the bone broth to help with an improved intestinal, like the epithelial lining of the cell uh, of the intestinal wall will improve. Of course, there's uh, there's collagen and there's proteins in, in bone broth that are going to be really helpful for reducing inflammation uh, along the um, along the intestinal tract. Other things that we are starting to use are elderberry. So um, I will put a link in the show notes for the company that I like. They're called Suro, S-U-R-O. It's a Canadian company, but I believe they ship everywhere. And it's like organic elderberries that they harvest on their farm. And I will give the kids like a teaspoon a day. And often you'll find like little pieces of the elderberry um, in there. So it's it's just a wonderful product. I've been using it for years. And I've just started using um, colostrum um, from a company. And I don't know why. I think it's Ancient, Ancient Nutrition. Ancient, that's the name. I forgot the name last week. I put it in the show notes last week. And it's Ancient Nutrition. So I, these are this is a New Zealand company. Um, and I buy, I actually, that's how I get all my organ um, meats. Actually, I have, <laughs> I take liver in capsule form. I take brain in capsule form, heart in capsule form, all from this company. And again, no affiliation. I just think they put out a really great product. So uh, we are taking, we are all taking colostrum as well. Fermented foods for the win. I always um, am talking about how much I love sauerkraut and me and my kids. Okay. So you're going to, you might laugh at me, but we will take the, so once we finish the sauerkraut in the jar, the brine that is there, I mean, that is like the gold right there. So we will take that. And so um, instead of oil pulling with coconut oil, I'll actually take some of the brine and like swish my mouth uh, like I'll do a little like probiotic oil pulling, if you will, uh, with the brine from the sauerkraut. So that's just a little, or another oral care uh, tip that I'll share with you. Mushrooms are also super important. So uh, obviously the actual mushrooms, so making those in soups and cooking with mushrooms. I tend to drink my mushrooms. So I use, um, I drink a, like a mushroom coffee drink um, from a company called Four Sigmatic and I just love their products. So I will get um, my mushroom daily with them. And so those are, those are th- some things that we can do physically, right? So these are things that we can do for our uh, respiratory system. We can do it for our lymph, for our microbiome, of course, for your skin. Um, I'm a really big proponent of clean beauty. So when I take off my makeup, I use olive oil or coconut oil. And when I moisturize my skin, I use olive oil or coconut oil. And um, it is so... Uh, and you only need like a little bit. And again, it's so cheap and that's the only ingredient that's in there. So really big fan of just using very minimally processed um, um, things on our skin. There are a couple of companies that I love, Living Libations, again, probably tell like I absolutely love this company. So I have some of their essential oil uh, blends that I use on my face. Um, But honestly, I'm really good most of the time with just some olive oil uh, right before bed. And that's actually how I prepare for bed. I'm like, okay, it's time for me to put my oils on. And then it's just all olive oil or coconut oil or whatever I have up there. I wanted to also talk a little bit about how we can improve our mental resilience that will influence our immune system. So I've been kind of talking about like, do this, eat this fermented food and, you know, have this essential oil and one of the things that I have noticed, not only in my coaching with the women that I work with, but in my online program is we are so hard on ourselves 
all the time. And I had a, there was a woman recently in my, in the Estima diet and she posted in our private group, a Facebook group. And she said something to the uh, lines of, you know, there was this big celebratory uh, party uh, in my family, and I totally broke the diet. Like I totally had this like big bowl of pasta, and then I also followed up with dessert later on. And I just feel terrible. Like help, you know, like help me out. Like help a sister out. Like what am I? What am I supposed to do? And my comment to her was just get back on the bandwagon. Like just it's okay, you know. That when you have like a bowl of pasta, or you have, you know, especially I find in the keto world, we have become so insanely scared of carbohydrates. Um, and I don't agree with that in any way. I don't think you should ever be scared of any macronutrient. But the damage, like when you have a bowl of pasta, you know, it's kind of like the physiological event is sort of over in two hours, right? Like you have the insulin, you know, and you're kind of your, you know, your uh, pancreas and your cells, like they work to kind of clear out the excess glucose and it's kind of done in two hours. But if you're still lamenting on that, like the next day, you know, the amount of cortisol and the amount of stress and the amount of adrenaline that you are flooding your body with is actually more damaging than the damn bowl of pasta. So if you have pasta, just like let it go. It's okay. It's one thing. You just get back on track the next day, right? And you know, if you have the template like you do with the Estima diet, then you'll you'll know like, okay, maybe I'll do a fast or maybe I'll just get back on the 70-20-10 framework or, or whatever it is. So um, in order to develop a, that mind muscle, I would offer a few things that have been very helpful for me. One is breath work. So this is this can be many different types of there's many different types of 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 breathing and breath work. I typically like more circular breaths where you are taking in um, an inhale and then there's an exhale immediately following. So there's no pause at the top or the bottom of the breath. And this is how you can hyper oxygenate the body and process through old patterns in your nervous system, processing through things that. Um, you may be holding on to that are showing up in your thinking patterns, right? So someone may have told you, oh my gosh, look at your, you know, when you were a child or, uh, you know, at some point in your life, someone may have said to you, you know, you're overweight or you need to lose weight or, you know, you should look like this or society, I mean, tells that to women and men on a daily basis. We have the Adonis complex with men. And then of course we have like, you can never be too skinny uh, with women. So processing and releasing and moving through that. And I would classify that as like a cultural trauma. Like we are all traumatized from like, you know, we think that losing weight is like the the number one thing that any human can do, right? So processing and moving through that and learning how to love yourself and and giving yourself permission to have a bowl of pasta if you want it, I think is really important. Um, I'm a really big fan also of meditation. So this has been something I have been practicing for many years. Um, I absolutely love it. So I will either listen to, there's a couple of uh, playlists that I have saved on Spotify that I love, and I will just uh, listen to them over and over again um, as I am being transported cosmically to other dimensions in time. And I think a lot of people think that meditation is this... um, elusive thing that only monks can do at the top of a mountain after they haven't spoken for 10 days at some retreat. But honestly, it's breathing in and out and focusing potentially on your breath 
or focusing on the things, just paying attention to the senses, you know, coming into your senses, thinking about the taste on your tongue, the sensation on your skin, what you can hear, how your heart feels beating in your chest. I mean, this is all, you know, mindfulness. And then moving into meditation is really focusing potentially on maybe a word or a thought that you continue to come back to through your time. So if you want a, a good refresher on meditation, check out my podcast with Emily Fletcher. She was on twice, actually, one where she did a meditation. And then I believe she's episode number eight. Like she's one of the she's one of the original uh, the OGs on the on the podcast. So go back and check that out. And then as a final thought to bring you out of your stress response, right? To be able to build it, resiliency. I'm a huge fan of gratitude, practicing gratitude, because the things that you appreciate in your life will begin to appreciate in their value, their perceived value to you. And you know, neuro, from a neurobiological perspective, when we are looking at things that we are grateful for, we actually are using a part of our brain that is not in the limbic system. So often when we're stressed, when we're like, God, like you had the bowl of pasta and you didn't even work out today and you're such a bad mother. And maybe I'm letting you into, <laughs> maybe I'm letting you into my brain a little bit with those thoughts. But um, when you are thinking about, you know, the people or the things or the environment or the career or whatever it is, that you're grateful for, you actually get out of that area in your brain, that limbic system, and you move into your prefrontal cortex or the neocortex. It's the new brain. It is our thinking brain that thinks about the future. And it will, the primary job, one of the primary jobs of the frontal lobe or the, the PFC, the prefrontal cortex, is to actually inhibit lower centers in the brain. So it will limit or inhibit the limbic system uh, from going apeshit and telling you that you are the worst mother, your podcast is terrible, and nothing is working in your life, and you're ugly, and you're not worthy. Um, Okay, so those are definitely the thoughts that my limbic system has for me. So uh, the gratitude journaling piece has been really, really useful for me. So we do this as a family uh, with my kids. So we go around the table at supper and we say like what we're grateful for. But I also have a little journal that I keep. on my bedside, like beside my, on my nightstand, um, around the things I'm grateful for. And it's really lovely to go back, um, and look at all the things that I noticed that day or a couple days ago that I may have forgotten. And, um, I'm just in my fight or flight mode. So mindful, you know, when we think about cultivating a healthy mindset, uh, healthy brain health, a lot of that is, you know, the breath work that we were talking about, gratitude and appreciating things around you. And that, I think that that is truthfully one of the best things because, you know, like I said at the top of this podcast, it's been a tough year and we've all really been tested in many different ways, financially, emotionally, society, like from a social perspective. Um, and when I think about the schools and the way that our children are now uh, being uh, forced to wear masks and social distance. I mean, there's going to be a psychological fallout uh, from that, wherever, whatever political side. I mean, I don't mean to make this political and I won't, but um, wherever you fall on that, we do have to be very mindful of our children's health. So being, grad, being grateful and teaching your children about gratitude is also going to be really, really helpful for not just for now, but the, when we think about the long-term effects of their neurodevelopment. So I hope that you have found this 
helpful, Bettys. And if you have, I would love for you to, if you felt so inclined to write a review of the podcast, how it has helped you, um, what you'd like to see more of. And if you feel like it is a five-star podcast, I would also love if you were to head over to iTunes and rate it as such. And uh, this just helps other people find us, right? So the more women and men um, that we can reach, the better families, we can up-level you know, health on a, on a global scale, uh, families on a global scale, relationships, sex, parenting, all the things that this podcast stands for. So I hope you enjoyed this. Leave a review and I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you who want to continue on this week's Geeky Magic Carpet Ride with me, visit bettershow.co forward slash show notes. You'll find research, links, summary notes, musings that I prepared in preparation for the podcast. And I often throw in some of my best practices, bonuses, and links. All the juicy bits are in there for you. And now for the obligatory legal and medical disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and the advice recommendations we discuss do not replace medicine, chiropractic, or any other primary healthcare provider's advice, treatment, or care. In the consumption of this podcast, there is no doctor-patient relationship formed, and the use and implementation of the information discussed are at the sole discretion of the listener. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for primary care, diagnosis, or treatment. This episode is brought to you by yours truly, Dr. Stephanie Estima and Leverage. Leverage handles all production, creates the images that you see on my social media, and takes out all my awkward pauses. They are my secret magic bullet. You can visit them at getleverage.com forward slash better.